You're listening to the Buildify Method Podcast, where we're all about mindset, systems, and profit. As a nationally recognized business consultant, coach, and speaker, your host, Aaron Keith, is passionate about supporting the entrepreneur community by sharing his knowledge gained from coaching over 10,000 entrepreneurs in nearly 20 years, at companies ranging from billion-dollar enterprises and celebrities all the way to Main Street and small startups. Each Buildisode's blunt, no-bullshit conversation is led by Aaron along with his co-host, Ryan Coyne, a veteran tech consultant and nationally recognized speaker. Each week, Aaron and Ryan deconstruct mental and physical aspects of the topics that challenge all successful entrepreneurs, while also providing coaching, insight, and specific advice on distinctions that affect all growth-minded entrepreneurs. So listen up. It's time to work on your business, not just in your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Aaron Keith, and I want to welcome you to the Buildify Method podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Ryan Coyne. Hello, everybody. Today's topic is retaining and empowering your staff. We bring back Lance Winsaf, president and managing partner of Aldebaran Recruiting, an executive recruiting and talent consultancy with nearly 20 years of experience building marketing and sales teams for a variety of companies around the country. Lance, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys, it's great to be back. All right. So today we want to discuss the importance of doing staff reviews, Lance. Yes, I love this topic. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs, if we're honest about staff reviews, we don't like doing them. We're afraid of them. Yeah, I kind of dread them. I've been doing them a long time. I still dread them. What would you say, Aaron? I'm kind of curious with all the people that you work with, because I want to see if that matches up with like my experience of people. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think a couple of reasons come to mind. I think one, I don't think anyone likes hearing negative feedback. And I think there's a negative connotation or negative context to reviews. Um, I also think that for most of us, delivering cri- uh, you know constructive mm-hmm. criticism or what could be taken as negative feedback, no one likes doing that. No, no one wants to sit down with someone eyeball to eyeball and critique them. I think that's a very confronting topic and subject for people. Yeah. And then I, I'd say my my last bullet point on this is that I don't think people have a system around this. I don't think they have yeah. a procedure that actually guides them through doing this effectively, so that they see the win in doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. I also think that we don't have the systems and the structures to get the actual value. Because if we were connected to the value of doing them, we'd do it versus it just seemed like a, some other fucking thing to do. Yeah. So what, what do you think some of the value is doing reviews? So it's a couple things. One, last time I was on, we talked a lot about how to golden handcuff employees. And I think we touched on a little bit how the review process is a great way to find out what might be missing for employees Mm -hmm. or or just to find out in general what's important to them, what matters to them, what motivates them. So that's an opportunity there to, number one, empower your employees and retain them at the same time. Right. Because that's your, the reviews are your structure for digging in there. Right. And so if you're interested in really scaling and growing, you got to retain and empower great talent. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of entrepreneurs when they're sitting down with their staff, they're, they're just not looking at the KPIs. I, I think a lot of companies that I run across, uh, thousands and thousands, they don't really have KPIs Yeah. or they have very loose verbal based KPIs yep. where they verbally said, this is how we're going to measure you. Or this is my expectation of you, but it's not actually documented and there's no time to sit down and visit. How is someone doing? Because, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this too. When, when someone doesn't know how they're going to win at their role, it disempowers them. 
Someone totally. needs to really understand how are you going to excel? How are you going to get attaboys in your role and win? And if people can see how they're going to win, they're going to move forward. Absolutely. And even top tier performers need a formula. We, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make with their staff is we think our staff are going to approach their jobs in the business the way we do. Mm-hmm. And we expect them to. And we get mad when they don't. And that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, these are our babies. It's not their baby. Yeah. Yeah, we birthed it. Totally. And they're not going to have that same drive. Even the best, best people are not going to have approach it the way you do. Yeah. And the more you can lay out for people what there is to accomplish and the more that's measured with KPIs to your point, Mm -hmm. then there's no mystery about it. And I think to your point, the reviews are a great place to not only make adjustments where performance might be lacking, but also acknowledge where the performance wins are. Because I think that's really important too. Yeah, I think from a cultural standpoint, right? I think all of us could agree that, you know, culture is critical. It's the glue that holds your business together. And the reviews is that opportunity to sit down and help instill and fortify some of that by giving them the attaboys and the wins, talking about where they're excelling. And, you know, we kind of touched on this in the the last time we were all on together is this is also an opportunity to ferret out how we can educate. Does Mm -hmm. this person need to take a management class, a finance class? You know, these days with the internet, there's so many resources available that our, our staff doesn't have to like go away for a weekend. There's all kinds of courses online that can better our staff members. So we're investing in them. That totally. helps our retention. But again, we don't know that information. We don't sit down and ask them where do they need to learn, where do they need to grow. Yeah. So how frequently do you recommend employers and hiring managers do reviews? At least quarterly. Okay. And that might seem like a lot. Um, I think some companies I know do biannually. Annually is way too long. I don't think the human brain is good at keeping anything really in existence that you're not doing on a daily basis for more than 90 days. I agree. Yeah. You know, that's why you got to do business planning and everything. Like you, like, like you coach people on all the time, you know, so uh, quarterly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And when they're, when they're doing reviews and they're doing it quarterly, does that mean they have to give someone a raise every single time? Definitely not. And that should be a part of your review structure should be to talk about compensation changes. Mm-hmm. So each review should build off the last one and it should be clear coming into that review if from the last review, there were even any opportunities for comp change. Yeah. What needed to accomplish for that to happen so that then you can then deal with that in that review and then set the expectation for the next review. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I see a lot of employers get really freaked out by doing reviews. They automatically equate I'm doing a review. So that means I'm going to give my employee more yeah, money. Yeah, that's a good point. And I also see that a lot of employers, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, they don't uh, or they haven't sat down and based on their organizational chart, figured out the low end, mid-level and high end of the pay scale. So a lot of employers are going into these things uh, having no context whether they should be giving a raise. Like what's the what's the medium average right now for that position, that skill set? Yeah. So, you know, guys, you know, guys and gals listening to this podcast right now, Make sure you do your research. Go out there and find out what the low end, the mid-level, and high end of the pay scale is for each one of your employees. So that way you have information. Information is definitely going to empower you as the owner of the hiring manager. Yeah. And to add to that, I'd say be clear 
about what roles and responsibilities are attached to each of those pay grades mm. so that within your organization, there's no surprise or there's no mystery around how do I get a raise? Yeah. It's like for, you know, for salespeople, that's more cut and dry. It's like, right. you want to make more money, bill X more amount of money. You know, salespeople's compensation tends to be very revenue driven, right. which is easy, but that's not as easy with administrative staff, even marketing staff, which is kind of a still be tied a little sure. bit more to revenue and sales and that sort of thing. But anyway, the point is, is if it's tied to a, if the pay grades are t tied to certain responsibilities mm -hmm. and that's spelled out, then you know going in to the review just as much as the employee if they're getting a raise or not. Right. Because they're either delivering or they're not. Correct. It's not like they just feel like they want more money because guess what? Everybody feels like they want more right. money all Absolutely. the time. It's feeling based. Yeah, totally. And you'll get yourself in that trap and employees will literally be obligated to more money for no other reason than they feel like they should get it. Mm -hmm. And they will leave because you're not paying them enough, or at least they don't think so. Right. And then, so you screw yourself if you don't set that up well. Yeah. So here's something, Ryan, I'd like to get your feedback on this too. You know, I get asked this a ton and I only have one resource. I'd love to know if there's any others out there, but entrepreneurs ask me, so where do I find out what the low end or mid-level high end pay scale is for this position in my area? Do either one of you, Ryan? Yeah. Well, so not only can you get, you know, obviously cruising the job boards and seeing what people are offering is an obvious one, right? Mm -hmm. But Reddit is a really wonderful resource that I, I don't see getting talked about enough uh, in these kinds of conversations, but that is the place to find a community of people that do the same thing that you do, that are all too willing to share 24 hours a day, exactly answers mm -hmm. to questions like that. Um, there are... I believe it's 17 different subreddits, which are like little mini sections of Reddit that are for technology professionals just in my specific area, um, including ones that are you know more geared towards 24-hour emergency support. If you happen to have a question at three in the morning and you need to ask the people in Australia on short notice, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that that is for my money has always been the very best one is literally just to go in those rooms and say, this is what I'm facing. This is what I'm interested in. And you will get paragraphs of response and examples and all different kinds of circumstances and qualifiers and disqualifiers for what you should consider about their information. Gotcha. Yeah, that's great. I've, I haven't poked around on Reddit for that. And I could see that being a good resource though. Um, a local recruiter in your area that's recruiting for specific, for similar positions, it could be a good resource because recruiters are in the field talking to people finding out on a daily basis what their compensation expectations are, mm -hmm. which is the most real time you can get, particularly in a fluctuating market. Is it weird though for an entrepreneur like myself just to call up a random recruiter and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Aaron, I own a, a medical clinic and, you know, I, I have some questions, you know, would you be willing to, to answer? Like, do are, are recruiters generally friendly like that? Sometimes a smart recruiter is going to want to talk to you because they want to build a relationship with you because you could be a potential client in the future. Sure. You get the right one. Let me put it this way. If you called a recruiter and I didn't want to talk to you, no problem. Move on. <laughs> you don't want to talk to that. You know that person anyway. Gotcha. So as far as reviews goes, what are some of the important factors about the review process? Yeah. So the re one of the, the most important things for me about the review process is that it's structured. And I think you were, you were speaking to yeah. that a little bit. 
So it's important that it's structured and that it's consistent so that employees get into a groove around it. Mm -hmm. Like they get trained and you get trained too, that this is a part of how things go. Okay. And I recommend that both managers and the employee prior to the review do some sort of self-reflection. And I recommend that you have a document that's a, used regularly mm -hmm. that managers have their version of it and the employee has their version of it where they're able to prepare for the review. Okay. It's way better than doing reviews on the fly. Gotcha. Let me coach me on mine because I've never shared mine with yeah, you. Yeah. So here's what, what I like to do is uh, the very first step I have is I have a calendar invite every quarter that shows up. That's why I tell a lot mm -hmm. of my clients is just have a reoccurring calendar invite every quarter for all of your staff. So that way it's a structure. Yep. Second, it's a one week reminder. So it reminds me and the staff one week prior to that. That reminder is then to your point, we then give them a review, uh, the review document mm -hmm. that they review themselves. And yep. then I use that same document to review them. Yep. And then we go into the meeting and we compare notes and that's how we start off and kick off the review. Totally. Love it. Um, you may or may not do this, but I also, I have them review themselves and I also have them do manager feedback. Mm. So that. what could your manager, what does your manager do that really makes a difference in your success? Mm, I love that. What could your manager do different? What are you uncomfortable communicating to your manager? So it's like, Brilliant. use it, use this as an opportunity to dig that shit up that people aren't yeah, saying. That's freaking great. You've got to dig. Unhappy employees leave because they don't handle their bosses and managers don't handle the stuff that doesn't work. It's yeah. because the boss and the manager didn't do the work to dig it up. People don't forfeit that stuff to their bosses. Gotcha. We live U.S. culture is so weird that we we have weird relationships with our bosses. Like mm -hmm. I think it's weird that we put in two weeks notices when we quit a job. And that's usually the first time a manager's heard about it. Right. Anyway, I don't want to go too off on a tangent there, but you want to have create those those reviews create a real open and transparent kind of communication so that things are getting driven up. Gotcha. So I recommend that. And you should do as a manager, there should be certain questions that you look at about the employee, like maybe review the mm -hmm. sheet beforehand, but you should reflect on your management of that person too. Gotcha. So I think that piece is really, really important for both sides. Yeah, it makes sense. I love yeah. that. I'm going to yeah. take those notes. Ryan, from your perspective, I'm curious, um, do you know of any software where someone can do it, because I'm just thinking like real time here, doing what Lance is saying for us to do. Is there any software or a way that you would organize this in a computer where we can have all of the employee job descriptions, their review documents, save those review documents so that it's easy to go back and access? Is there anything that you know that does that? Well, you're really talking about some kind of a, a database. Um, I think that going back to other times that we've discussed Microsoft Office Suite, the best way to probably do that would be to store a lot of the information in Excel sheets and then organize them along with some additional data around um, either the people or the processes um, or even linking the different sheets together in Microsoft OneNote and just kind of keeping a notebook of those things. That would be the, the quickest and easiest way that I would do it. Gotcha. Um, as far as a dedicated software suite, I don't know of one off the top of my head, but we can okay. definitely suggest that in a future episode. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, some of the more extensive human resource databases have some templates and things like that built in. Or is it more for a bigger company? Or because, again, company totally there? what I was going to say, more for a larger organization. So okay. for something yeah. smaller, um, it's going to be easier okay. to do something like, I would agree, like Ryan. 
Gotcha. So let's keep looking at this from another angle. So for me, you know, I like doing reviews. And one of the things I'd like to start to add in with a lot of my clients doing reviews is looking at the company culture. You know, um, I've I've just been finding that company culture is more and more such an absolute critical part of a company that I think for all of us to have a positive relationship to doing reviews with our staff and being reviewed back from our staff, to your point, Lance, is having that good company culture and having that be one of the talking points and, and getting feedback on that. What can we do different? What are you seeing? So that they understand the company culture is real. They're a part of it. They can affect change with that culture and that there's ownership of that culture. It's not some of this nebulous thing that's just on the wall that the owner did. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, that whenever you're doing work around your core values or your culture to involve the team as much as possible, mm-hmm. to your point. Yeah. And then in the reviews, one of the things that I like to do is we have with our core values in particular, we have part of their prep work is they rate themselves on those values. Yeah. Do they demonstrate that value never, sometimes, or all of the time? And then we review that and yeah. we look at, okay, well, if they're not an always, what would have them be an always? And we sure. get to brainstorm. You Wonderful. Know? Yeah. All right. So let's let's keep rolling the conversation forward. So we, we touched a little bit on this a few minutes ago. And I want to kind of bring it back up and dive in a little deeper here is raises. Yeah. So I have I have some stuff I've heard about this and that I I believe so far and again I'd love to compare notes here so I'll 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 say what I've heard I'm of the impression personally that annual is a must and maybe biannually is a good idea um, definitely not quarterly yeah um, I also have heard things along the lines of you know if if you're always waiting right to have your employee come to you and ask for a raise that puts you in a very precarious mm-hmm. uh, position because if Sally went to you and she threatened to quit and you gave her a raise, then Sally, you know, inevitably goes and tells <laughs> Frank. And yeah, Frank's right. like, oh, wait, you just threatened to leave and you got a raise? <laughs> okay. So now you have this thing where you're being bent yep. over the barrel by your staff versus yep. having an actual system and policy that, no, we do raises once a year on this date and that's when we do raises. Yeah. How do you feel about all that? I mean, I, I agree with that. You don't want it. If employees are coming to you, most likely you're not being proactive enough in engaging with them around compensation changes. So, and for most people, that's a tough thing to do to ask for more money. So if they're asking you, it's probably gotten pretty bad Mm. and you don't want employees ever having an experience like they're underpaid. Again, depending what your company values are, that may or may not play into that more. Gotcha. But from a retention perspective, underpaid employees is like the top two or three reasons people leave yeah. is they're just underpaid. They don't feel valued in, from a compensation perspective. That makes sense. So if people are coming to you, you might, you're probably in danger of that. And then compounding, if you then yield, you're creating a, what's the word, like a habit or a, or a, a condition where, yeah. like you said, you could be bent over the barrel. So that that's makes sense. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So if we stand back and we look at the, this whole process from soup to nuts, Lay it out for us. What's the best way to do our reviews from Soup to Nuts? Yeah. So I agree with you. Well, first and foremost, make sure you or someone in your staff is keeping track of legal things. All right. So Lance, we've been talking a little bit about the the process, like the ins and outs of all this. So just so that all the listeners have a very concise way of understanding this, could you lay out just from Soup to Nuts, the review process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one important thing is definitely 
since we're talking about compensation, is to keep an eye on the compensation laws. There's a lot of changes happening year to year with minimum wage and how that affects salary employees versus hourly employees and so on. So make sure you're legal first and foremost. Gotcha. You never want to be in a situation where you've paid someone illegally and mm -hmm. now you owe them money technically, you know? So that's one, one thing. So always be having dealt with that to your point, have your reviews on a regular basis, have it scheduled, make sure everybody knows about that. I completely agree with quarterly. I completely agree with a weekly reminder beforehand so that that prep work can get done both by the manager and the employee. And then 45 minutes to an hour should be good for a review. Wouldn't have it go over an hour. Frame their reviews as, as benefit for the employees. Mm, I think a lot good. of times you think about it like it's for you to deal with people that aren't performing or whatever. No, this is reviews are for employees and have that be part of your culture. Like we do regular reviews so that you can make more money and you can, we can make sure that we're empowering you as an employee and right. so on and so forth. So like, I think that context is important That's in great. general, do the reviews 45, 60 minutes, make sure that you keep a file. Part of your prep should always be reviewing your notes from the last review gotcha. so that you know, did I talk about compensation stuff right. with this person? Did they have certain goals for this quarter that they were going to meet? Did they meet those goals? I always have reviewing KPIs be part of your prep. Absolutely. So you go in knowing that I'm sure you, I know you agree with me on that one. And then, so yeah, after the review, keep a good file, make sure they have new KPIs, new targets. I always use the reviews as a good chance for setting the next quarter, the tone for the next quarter, yeah. setting new KPIs, setting new goals, et cetera. I yeah. love that. So coin on your end of things, you know, you've had several companies, you've had uh, lots of employees over the years, and I know you have a, a really gifted way in, in how you communicate and how you interact with people. You know, when you're doing your reviews, is there any special sauce that you like to apply? Yeah, for me, as so many other things, I, I really believe it's contextual. And I believe in having a standard way of going about things, of course. But if you can take any insight from what you know of that person's, you know, psychology, their motivators, um, you know, what, really what drives them, their why, you know, the Simon Sinek classic, the, the why of this person, um, and perhaps a little bit extra of how they communicate and about how they advocate for themselves or for others. And if you can sprinkle that into these reviews, then I think you can decide for yourself based on these things, maybe a slightly tweaked way to go about it. And then if you pair that with your own priorities of what's the best possible outcome for the company, for the person, and perhaps for you in that role, um, and decide what order those three things you want those to be going into the conversation, understanding your audience, just like comedy or any of anything else, you know, you've been a speaker for a long, long time. And Lance, you talk to people all day, you know, at all different levels and all different, um, you know, the stakes are high and low and all different kinds of things. We know it's all contextual. So I think that going into that and thinking about the psychology uh, and the motivators for that person can help you a lot uh, because understanding, you know, is this person somebody who is really about the here and now and growing um, that might tweak what you offer them? Is this a person with a family that's just looking for security and certainty, stability, um, you know, consistency is such a commodity for some people um, and being able to tweak the conversation or at least the priorities, because if this is a person who's going to be meaning some really good longevity to the company. Um, then you maybe want to talk about different things that are like vested things that Lance right. mentioned the, the first time we had him on. Um, and then if it's somebody who's about the here and now and is really a go-getter, that's really full of it, you know, all that energy and that fire, 
then you definitely want to front load the conversation with opportunity to advance and things like that. You know what I'm saying? That it it changes it. It changes it for sure. So uh, everyone in summary, really make sure that you guys take the coaching that that Lance and, and all of us gave you today and type it up. Remember, we have to put systems in place. You don't want this stuff in your memory. Do yourself a favor, schedule some time, sit down and type up your review process. Everything from the calendar invites to how you do reviews, the questions, the whole procedure so it's documented and you, your staff, your hiring manager, everyone has a cohesive way of following it for success. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Buildify Method podcast. Special thanks to Lance Winsaft of Aldebaran Recruiting for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. It'll help other like-minded entrepreneurs benefit from the community we're building. 